1: 93 Mm -hmm. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. Special guest this hour, Jefferson Shreve, Republican candidate for mayor in the city of Indianapolis. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes of it. Let's get to the thing that so many people across central Indiana have been talking about, which is your proposal on gun reform. There are three major components that seem to have people upset about them. It is raising the age to buy a, a firearm to 21 years old it is ending permitless carry in Marion County and it is banning of assault weapons. I am curious why you honed in on those three things and said these are the three things we have to do to make Indianapolis safer.
0: They're driven by conversations with our police leadership so I've I've campaigned in the primary and I'll continue to campaign on being supportive of our police community. Uh,
1: so, so the so the IMPD is telling you this is what you need to do to make Indianapolis safer
0: this is a combination of all of those conversations that I talked about at the front end of this of, of our visit here uh, in and around the nine townships of Indianapolis but, but back in the primary I, I for example I, I share with people my view that the repeal of permitless concealed carry was in in, in, in this candidate's opinion a mistake I'm not a legislator I'm not running to represent Johnson County. I'm running to manage Indianapolis, and that's a it's a different lens through which someone's got to look through and make decisions. But the repeal of permitless carry, as a for example, were I a member of the General Assembly and I heard Superintendent Doug Carter's testimony, where he spoke vigorously in opposition to that. I would have been compelled by that testimony, and I would have left that requirement in place. Kendall, I do not think the bar is too burdensome or too high to ask our citizens to file a permit to concealed carry a firearm on their person in the city. We did it for decades, and it makes the job of policing, on the margin at least, more dangerous. Uh, and I think that we should have left that in place. And so I support that. uh, 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 uh our chief of the IMPD also gave testimony in opposition to that. What you're hearing from me is a man that's running for mayor on a platform in part of being supportive of our IMPD, which is a world apart from what we've had for the past seven and a half years with the man who leads the IMPD at the at the mayor's office level. Because I'm convinced that they don't feel like they have his support
1: Casey, go ahead.
2: Okay, I have a lot of questions, Jefferson, and I've noticed you did not bring Wendy's in today. <laughs> Things got a little bit more serious, didn't they?
0: <laughs> yeah, this conversation wasn't going to be about dipping French fries and Frosties. I yeah. knew about that. Yeah.
2: Um, okay, so let's talk. I want to backtrack just for a second to the IMPD. And uh, you have said that you want to put more police officers on the street. Where do you plan to get that budgeting from? Where are you going to move those resources from to hire more police officers?
0: Yeah, well, Casey, that's not a fiscal problem because those officers positions those 300 additional positions that I keep messaging on are fully funded and authorized today it's been for lack of meeting those hiring challenges that we haven't done it so i've got a little background and you know I, people know that i mostly made my living as a in, in business you guys kid me about Infinite money and whatnot, and you know it didn't come from my my fifteen thousand dollars a year that I made on the city county council. It came from running a running an organization. But I did serve on council, little stint on public safety. I served on the IMPD staffing commission, and we know that for a city of our size, with its geographic dif- uh, dispersion, we're f- over four hundred square miles, that we should have X number of officers on our fours. Uh, our City County Council, through its budgeting process, has funded and authorized 1,853 officers today. We're 300 down. Joe Hogsett has fewer officers on the force today than he had when he came into office on day one. And he campaigned on bringing 150 more in than he had on day one. Well, he's not only not met that campaign promise, we are down. We need them. More officers in and of itself isn't a panacea, but... It is it, it is the differential between a reactive crouch that our police department is left in and a proactive, community-facing engagement level. Uh, James, go, go ahead. Go 300, ahead 300 more officers enables our force to be in the communities. Do we ever see them walking a beat? Do you ever see officers walking Mass Avenue or Virginia Avenue? How many do we see on the bike patrol, on the Monon? Uh, when we have downtown events, it's a rare sighting to see our mounted division. Uh, it, you know, it it doesn't need to be all squad cars and flashing lights on Fox 59 uh, every every morning because there's been another shooting event. We need to see them pre- proactively out there in the communities. When I was on the the city county council back in the Ballard years, we'd have officers that would turn up at our neighborhood meetings. They're there to listen. Then engaged neighborhoods will share with. The police, what they're seeing, what they need to keep an eye on, where they need to step up controls, patrols, so we can get ahead of some of this stuff.
2: Jefferson, Jefferson Shreve is joining us. Uh, Rob, do you want to?
1: Well, I was just going to say I want to because I want to come back because I know we have limited time here. Mm-hmm. I want to definitely come back to the component of this that a lot of people want to talk about, and the yeah. people you got to kind of either win over or win back or whatever, which is the gun, mm-hmm. the gun restrictions on this. And so I'm curious. A lot of people say, "Look, the Indiana General Assembly has already said." no dice on permitless carry. They've clearly passed it. It, it is a thing. Uh, they've said no dice. We're not raising the age to 21. The Supreme Court has said you can't ban assault weapons. And a lot of people say, look, this is kind of comes off as pandering if none of the things can be accomplished. What do you say to those people? Why are those people wrong that you're not just pandering, that you are actually want to or are going to try to do
0: this? Because I want to and I'm going to try and do this. It's, I mean, it's hogwash to say it's pandering. It, it is pandering for Mayor Hogsett to come out two weeks after the General Assembly adjourns from their last long session and introduces something to the council that they're going to pass, that has zero opportunity or chance of uh, of, of going into the force of law. Well, who it, wants- But, it is, but it, it is not pandering to say, okay, these are some elements, having listened to our policing community, that make sense, that they feel strongly about, that I will support as, as a city's chief executive and I will go through the due course of law mm-hmm. and asking for these things okay. so the way you do that is you include it in your in, in in your legislative priorities at the start of the session and you take them before the members of our general assembly look i, I, I it it's up to them and I understand the challenges and the headwind uh, that will face this administration on that front I have relationships Because I served, you know, I served on the council with Aaron Freeman and Jack Sandlin. Mike Speedy served on the council. I mean, I get it. Um, But I am going to, in due process, respectful of that relationship between uh, the state house and the city county building, ask for these things that our IMPD are asking for.
2: Now, who on the state legislature has made you believe that they're going to support your plan?
0: No one from the state legislature has told me, that they're going to do this but i have pre, i have had conversations before i rolled out this public safety plan i i met with all of our republican members of the marion county delegation mm-hmm. to give them a heads up uh, and then after I rolled it out, you know, the guys like Freeman and I back and forth, he doesn't agree with me. I get that. I respect Aaron Freeman. Uh, 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 Jack Salin, who's a former IMPD cop, I understand where, where he stands. Here's the difference, though. We're going to communicate. We will negotiate. We will move the needle down because we are commonly interested mm-hmm. in advancing public safety in Indianapolis. And part and parcel with that is being supportive of our IMPD.
2: I get that, I understand you're talking about the policing community, but this is a state law that you're talking about changing. And I'm wondering, you have mentioned that you would advocate as the mayor of Indianapolis. To change that law, and I'm wondering, are you talking to other mayors or potential mayors of South Bend, Evansville, Fort Wayne, Gary? Are you all on the same page? Because one person advocating is different than a group advocating. And who in the legislature has told you that they are willing to change the state law?
0: Casey, I have not, uh, I've not been uh, liaising with the mayoral leadership in cities in and around Indiana. I'm running to, to, to lead this city, and I'm asking the General Assembly and others for accommodation specific to the challenges of our state's only first-class city with some acute urban challenges. Broad Ripple isn't Bargersville, and Hallville isn't Eltonville. And so, I mean, there are some tools and accommodations that I am going to argue for that I think are specific to the challenges that we have right here at home. And, you know, Zionsville is a world apart. A guy, Relford, uh, whom I don't know personally, but I certainly respect, it lives up in Zionsville. My sister lives in Zionsville. The challenges of public safety in Zionsville are a world apart from other parts of this city. And as a mayoral candidate, I tell you what, I have been in parts of this city that are just so different in terms of what folks have to contend with as they send their kids out the front door. Every day,
1: It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate for the mayor of the city of Indianapolis, our special guest this hour. We're talking about his controversial gun proposal. We're talking about his public safety plan, and we will continue to get into all of the juicy details and controversy on the gun proposal. Uh, Jefferson with us. He's taking the questions. He's answering them. Got to give him credit for that. A lot more on this conversation when we return. It's Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC.